Today, I'm here with Justin, and he's someone I think is super interesting. Right now, he's building a diverse portfolio of a one-person business to $5 million in revenue. Justin, what's up, my friend? Nothing much, man. Just a busy day here in Nashville. How are you doing, Chase? Yeah, dude, I'm doing well. So we actually have never spoken. This is our first time actually connecting. So I'm excited to get to know you through this call that's being recorded. Um, I just read pretty much your Twitter bio. Are you at the $5 million revenue mark right now? Are you in process? What does that look like? No, I uh, I started like my real, I guess you would call it solopreneurship journey about um, about two years ago. And I'm just crossing, I think, the $1.7 million mark. Um, and uh, it's interesting because the businesses that have driven that, so where the revenue actually comes from has changed significantly over over the last two years. I started off as an advisor to early stage SMB SaaS companies. So I come from an executive SaaS background. Um, and today that used to be 80% of my revenue. And today, like I'm driving it mostly through information products. Uh, so happy to dive into how that's changed over time and why I actually prefer that, that revenue model to, to trading my time as much. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. So the initial part of that was essentially consulting, right? Trading time for, for money. Were you providing yep. services or just high level consulting? So I started providing, um, just high level consulting. So I was a okay. one man, one man show. I have a niche. I've spent the last uh, 12 years in healthcare technology, and I've worked for uh, you know two of the biggest healthcare technology SaaS companies, one as um, a sales leader and the other as an executive. And so I, I started doing just one-man consulting for companies in that niche and uh, really providing a high-level service, pivoted um, as my time became more valuable to me to from traditional consulting, which is a lot of deliverables, right? Playbooks, pitch decks, things like that, to really just advising. So the way that a lot of SaaS companies might have an equity-based advisor on board, um, I do the exact same thing. So I have to take cash. Nice. Okay. That's sick. Yeah. So I, I think you had actually posted something interesting the other day, and I kind of want to talk you know, today about yours, mine, and other folks. Um, for, for me, and then we'll kind of jump around uh, I run an, an agency, right? So definitely not a solo business, definitely not a single person business. We've got like 80 or 90 employees. I've got partners, right? But that business really has afforded me to do the one person stuff on the side, right? Sure. And that's kind of grown into a pretty decent or sizable thing. So I uh, launched my first like info product or course. So I kind of went the route. It sounds like you're now on, which is like the courses and info. I started that way and I didn't do consulting or really any of that because I, I had the agency, right? On the core side of the business, uh, October of 2020 till we're recording this now, January 2022, I've sold north of 2,000 copies of courses um, and or 2,000 individual copies, and mm-hmm. I've sold like 3,500 or 4,000 total courses. So people have purchased one, two, three, or more courses. So all in in what 14, 15 months, I've done north of a million dollars, you know, on the side as a single person thing. So that's really why I wanted to connect with you because the fact that you've done almost 2 million, right? North of a million and a half just by yourself. Like I'm just so fascinated by that. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like I, after working at a big business for a long time, like I was the, the chief revenue officer in the SVP of sales for, I had a team of 150 people underneath me. And like uh, prior to that at a company that was a, a really difficult place to work, but a lot of fun. It was like 10 years of grinding in SaaS. And um, you know, executive sales leaders have the shortest tenure, highest responsibility. They get fired the most. My first time I made it, it was pretty awesome, but like I burned, I burned really hard. And when it came to sort of changing and building my own business, I didn't want to manage anyone. I didn't want any employees. I wanted zero employees. I wanted zero 
um, folks that I had to meet with on a regular basis. I didn't want to do any one-on-ones. I just wanted to cleanse myself of that prior experience. And so I started just doing the consulting, the advising, but the info products are interesting because people sell info products in so many different ways. Some people use Facebook advertisements or Instagram or whatever. I'm purely organic, never done an ad in my life, 98% margins in my business. I pay for nothing more than like a thousand bucks a year in software, which is basically run, what runs my entire business. But my my course growth is has been really stepwise. So I started off with a very low cost product when nobody knew who the hell I was back in 2019 or 20, probably 2020 actually. And I, I built like a $50 product and I made $75,000 of sales in 18 months, which is like Nothing, nothing to write home about for someone who needs to make a living. Um, yeah. And it's interesting. I went from that to pricing my last course at 150, still not huge in terms of uh, terms of price, but it's been out five months and it's about to cross 400,000. So like I'm trending seven figures on one course, all organically with no employees and no promotions. And so like what I'm trying to do over time is... Um, provide extreme value at affordable prices and generate this really compelling word of mouth campaign, which I've done on my core platform, which I know um, gets gets roasted a lot on Twitter, which is LinkedIn. Um, but as long as everyone stays away from it, I'm in better shape. <laughs> yeah, dude, let's let's talk about it. This is something I've been thinking about. Like for for me, right? Like, great, I've done over a million dollars in revenue on these courses. That's cool and all. But a majority of it's non-recurring revenue, right? So I have no idea this year planning for my taxes, estimated taxes, all this and that. My accountant's like, well, are you going to do like you did last year and whatnot? I'm like, I hope. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really have recurring revenue, right? So that's like the exhilarating, exciting, but scary part where it's like, you know, I'm selling courses and info too, and I'm relying on people to buy it. And much like you, almost all my sales have been organic, right? And once all the organic people buy all my stuff, it's like, well, I have to go now fish in a different pond. So do, do you have recurring revenue? Like, how do you think about like done 1.7 so far in sales? Like, how do you get the next 1.7? So it's a great question. Um, so I do have recurring revenue. I have a 150K ARR community. So my community is at, I think, 12,500 MRR. And um, so it's really just a, a basic funnel, which is I have the affordable course. I push people through that. That's sort of my tripwire product. I get everybody into this $150 course. And my goal is to have a really heavy completion rate. I don't do 10-hour courses or 30-day stuff. It's just like it's two hours. I have a 60% completion rate, which is pretty good for a course. Yeah, and at the huge. and half, halfway through and at the end, I say like, hey, this is a difficult journey, right? If you want to do this with a bunch of other people, come join our private community, 600 members, 51 countries. And I pump them into a Slack community that I run through Luma, Slack, and Outseta. And then okay. they start paying recurring revenue. So I've got recurring on the community side. I've got um, info products that I, that I sell. I've got the advisory business. Um, and then what I'm looking at is, okay, it's cool to be surrounded by people who are really smart and going on the same journey as you're going. It's cool to be educated through a course, but a lot of folks are actually looking for tools to help really cross the chasm, right? So like get yeah. better at what they do. So how do you deliver a SaaS product downstream into that, captive audience of students and community members to start picking up that recurring stuff. That's something I'm like, do I build by a partner? And so that's, that's sort of next, next uh, thought for me is, is how to push them into a SaaS model. Yeah, it's interesting. So I, I think one person who does this really, really well on Twitter is a guy, his handle is Black Hat Wizard. People know by Daniel, cold email wizard, right? Yeah. He's had a couple thousand people on his cold email course. 
he noticed that he was recommending all these other tools and he was getting a ton of people opting in. I'm sure he made some affiliate revenue on some and he probably didn't make affiliate revenue on others. And now he's got a suite of, I think like three to five SaaS businesses around cold email, which he knows, and he's got the funnel. And now he can go spend more money to get people through the courses and he could break even or maybe even be unprofitable on the on the front end because he knows it's going to back out on, on the back end. Yeah, For me too, I'm building um, a software business, a SaaS business that's going to help people create beautiful emails. That's the thing that as people go through my courses, that's the thing at my agency, that's really the biggest bottleneck for a lot of folks. And there are tools out there, but they're not as good as the ones that I like and they don't have my stamp of approval, right? So I'm building right. my own that I think is going to be just as good. And I really do think it's going to be a lot better. So I'm thinking, I think the same way that you're thinking about it. So do you do you do any affiliate stuff right now, or you basically have no SaaS revenue at all because you just recommend things freely? Very little um, SaaS, no no SaaS revenue. Very little affiliate revenue. There are a few products that like I recommend, and I have an affiliate link, but like I probably haven't checked the balance to even see. It's not it's not meaningful. Um, it, it is certainly part of my revenue stack in 2022. So like each year that I progress as a solopreneur, my goal is to add revenue streams that are are a little more predictable, number one. And also number two, don't require a lot of overhead. So like affiliate, you know, selling someone else's product, I don't have to deal with being a customer yep. support agent or anything like that, right? Um, if I if I buy a SaaS, that, that, that could potentially be uh, a, a lot of work. If I partner with someone, it could be much less. Um, there's, a, there's a sponsorship route that I, I've never yes. explored or taken. Um, there are so many different ways you know, I've got 150,000 LinkedIn followers and 35,000 Twitter followers, and I just started wow. on Twitter 12 weeks ago. And so, like, uh, oh wow, you have 35,000 on Twitter, and you just started three months ago. Just started writing. I I never posted really on Twitter. Wow. I had no very little followers, and then 12 weeks ago, I committed to doing it daily. And so, I've added wow. 30,000 followers in 12 weeks. Yeah. So, nice. I mean, my background is like I studied a lot of copywriting, and so my secret is just like writing copy. Right. And so it's nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, but with this large group and part of the way that I think is like, I'm not actually trying to be like a multimillionaire. I have multiple liquidity events and exits from previous SaaS companies. I'm, I'm building a lifestyle business. So like if I can make 500 or 750 K a year and do very little work for the rest of my life, like that's my goal. Whereas a yeah. lot of people's goal is like, how do I scale to five and 10 million? I'm scaling lifestyle versus money. Well, yeah, you, you on the front end, right? In the early part of your career, it sounds like you did the thing that everyone's trying to do now. And now you've been like, all right, I've seen that world. I've seen this world. This world, I don't know if you have, you have family. I don't know if you have kids, but if you have kids and family, you know, the world that you're doing now, at least or in the future is perfect for that, right? Which a lot totally. of people aspire to, but never really get to. Totally. I have a wife and she, she has her own business and we have no kids by design. And so like we live here in Nashville with no state income tax and, um, you know, our goal is to travel as my, my whole mantra is to do what I want, uh, when I want with whom I want and, and to that. do, do as, as little of what I don't like as possible. And so like, I do a lot of like following of like, probably maybe follow Daniel Vasallo on Twitter. Like I love his small bets, por- uh, portfolio method. I love, um, having a lot of at bats and shots on goal every year. And with a huge following, like I don't actually really have to figure out what 2023 looks like or 2024. Part of the excitement for me is the unknown and like, I like to work and, and have fun and make money. And so I assume that like, as long as I keep figuring out ways to monetize, that's like, that's interesting to me. Like I'd rather not have yeah. it all on autopilot, if that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. 
two things that stand out. So you kind of uh, alluded to or mentioned like the sponsorship. So for, for me personally, I run a couple of different things. So I have a free weekly newsletter. There's about 27,000 folks in e-commerce that subscribe to that. They get that newsletter awesome. every single Monday. Um, every Thursday, I've got a paid newsletter with about 400, 500 people. Um, so the paid newsletter, right, they pay for, for that. They get really cool stuff. Uh, they don't get really sponsored ads ever in that. But in the Monday one, I just started as of a couple months ago doing uh, sponsorship. So essentially what it is, I take one company a month, they get the four slots, one per week, and then they pay me to sponsor the audience, right? And that's been kind of cool. You know, it's not a huge revenue thing. It's a couple thousand. It's like four or $5,000 a month. But it's, it's again, I was sending these emails out. It's a free slot in there that it provides a lot of value. So I've, I'm doing that. I've got bookings out at this point. So like, I think like April or May, I've got people like a marketer hire and Ahrefs and a couple other cool people getting involved with that. And then um, on the other side, like I, last year in October, I threw my first virtual event. We had like 12 awesome. or 13,000 people attend virtually. Um, we, we had nine sponsors. So we did just about, uh, just shy of about $100,000 in sponsorship. And we sold that even before we had a landing page. So it's kind of the cool thing about building the audience is like, we literally had a PDF saying, this is what we think. This is what you hope, you know, are you on board? Um, and then we also sold replays. So that, that event did, you know, low six figures in its first thing and not a lot of expenses. So I'm just about to form now an events company where we're going to do one event per quarter um, and really do it that way. So, you know, kind of like you, like when you build the audience and you build the trust and you put good shit out there, like all the stuff that I sell, like I think the the price per value is so fair, right? I could easily be charging five, 10, 20 X because the value is there as for you, right? If you're putting out something for 50 bucks or 150 bucks, there's, those could easily have zeros and people would still feel like they got value, right? So the the, the sponsorship and the, uh, the courses and the, you know, community and the events for me is kind of like where I'm focused in addition to the SaaS. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because I have this take on like, I see a lot of people come out into the market who I don't know, and they don't have a, a big following. They haven't put, been putting out, like, I don't really care about following. Like, like they haven't been putting out quality content for a long period of time. And they're like, Hey, here's my $897 masterclass. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think they truly understand the level of trust required to sell something for near a thousand bucks. And what I see is making sales as we're going, right? Like what, what I have is a low price point, high accessibility, tons, quantity of students and, and a platform that not a lot of people use. And not a lot of people use LinkedIn, like Twitter, they use it for like resumes and stuff like that. And so yeah. what I get, what I get over time mm -hmm. compounding is this really cool word of mouth program where at least once a day on LinkedIn, sometimes twice, someone is writing a post about how good it is, how much they enjoyed it, how affordable it is, how accessible. I turn everybody into affiliates. It's all automated. So I've got 3,100 affiliates for my, my course. And like, wow, it just sparks conversation. It's just noise constantly about the product. And the more noise that people make, the more that they're driving sales. And I don't really have to do any promotion. I just add the value and my audience sells on my behalf, which makes it so much easier to do and so much less sales driven, if you will. Yeah. And that's really the secret to why you have almost hundred percent profit margin. That's why you're at 98% profit margin. Cause you really are empowering these folks to go and spread to their network. So, so for you, you make money from the 50 and 150 by reaching obviously new audiences. Are you going to introduce kind of a higher ticket course? So that way you can capitalize on existing buyers. 
I, I think so. I'm kicking me around the idea. Of, I've never worked with another person since I've become, you know, for lack of a better word, a solopreneur for some of the reasons that I, I touched on earlier. But yeah. um, there is there is one person who I think um, targets my same audience from a different perspective uh, and is also quite popular, put, puts out very, very good content. Uh, and I'm considering doing a deeper dive into like, yeah, the course I sell is like, I sell one on how to, how to be better at LinkedIn. I sell one on how to like build your first one person business using automation. Those are all well and good, but like, I'd love to do a 30 day deep dive with my audience and say like, cool, you can try your best to be good at social media and you can build businesses and everything. But like, what you really have to do is figure out how to stop people from scrolling in, in an age of noise. You have to learn to write well. Writing just like, you know, uh, Nicholas Cole and Dickie Bush ship 30 for 30, huge program because people recognize the value in writing. They write yeah. atomic essays, long form stuff. I'm more interested in short form social media content. So there's an opportunity for me to go out there, partner with a few folks and really deliver like a robust 30 day program that I'm really intimately involved in. Once you do that, like, replays, making it automated, all that becomes, you have optionality on the back end, which I love. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. One of the things I actually put out on a tweet uh, after talking with a buddy was like, I kind of almost envisioned myself as like, I think I'll, I'm going to do one or two more courses this year as Chase by myself. And then I kind of see myself like moving in the direction of almost like a master class, nothing like official where you can go to masterclass.com, but almost just like through my own platform and through my own audience, finding other creators that are SMS specialists that are email designers that are email copywriters, right? Really people that touch to the, the point that you made the same type of person that I already have in my yeah. audience, but allows me to kind of have other skill sets. Like I'm an e-commerce email marketer. I know the strategy execution better than anyone else, but I'm not going to pretend that I can be this beautiful designer because I'm not right. I might as well bring in someone that's a beautiful designer, but doesn't have the audience, doesn't have the sales. They film the content with my direction. I do everything else and I take a pretty heavy split, right? This is what Founder Magazine is doing with creators, right? That's kind of how I envision my evolution of like the courses in the future. It's like my stamp of approval. I'm going to direct it, edit it, make sure it's best in class, find the best people and then do it that way. And then the other thing I think that's kind of, uh, you know, you've gone 30,000 followers on Twitter in 12 weeks. That's your next course, how to grow following on Twitter, right? Like sure. you had it on LinkedIn. Now you just take the same principles, apply it to Twitter. And now you've got the next course at 150 or something. Like, Totally. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Like there's so many options. And I love that when you put out quality content consistently over a long period of time, you acquire followers, people are excited to follow you and hear what you have to say. Like optionality is super huge, right? You can do so many different things. Like for example, you're considering how do I pull these folks who may not have a great following, but a great skill set deliver them to the masses, take a cut of that. Like that's one, that's one opportunity. I'm also noticing a huge opportunity today where there's all these product studios popping up. So it's like someone like me, I don't build SaaS. Like I, I former CRO can't build shit. Don't know how to code. Don't know how to do any of that stuff. Right. And so like I can easily partner with a product studio. I, they could use my distribution. They can build a product and we can, we can share. But you can also reverse that model. Like you, uh, Black Hat Wizard or whatever, all your other buddies who've got a lot of followers do a distribution studio, right? Yeah. Take, take people who want who have an idea and want to deliver it to the masses and say, between all of us, we've got a million followers that are very relevant to your product. Pay us a 50% rev share. We'll talk about your product every day for the next 90 days. Like distribution studios to me are the next evolution of like a product studio, but just on a different side. 
Yeah, I, I've had offshoots of that. I haven't had that same exact concept, but one of the things I had put out on Twitter, I don't know, a couple of months back was like, oh man, I, I love the idea of raising like a fund and then mm-hmm. being able to put cash into SaaS businesses. And that cash almost comes back to the fund in the form of marketing and distribution, right? So it's like, maybe I, I find five other creators that want to put $100,000 in, right? We've now got a small fund of 500,000. We're going to place five bets of 100,000 across these five SaaS companies this email tool, this you know, copywriting tool, this design tool, whatever they are. And the $100,000 is actually going to come back to us because you're going to now pay us to do your marketing. So we've got skin on the table because we've been investors. And now we actually have cash to go spend and put behind tweets and have some ad spend, right? We could pay for you know, an ad spot in, in Justin's newsletter, right? Like, so I've kind of had like an offshoot of that idea of like actually putting cash into businesses, getting you know equity, and then potentially maybe the cash comes back and we just use that, or maybe there's a rev share. So I think there's a lot of really interesting things to your point. I love that. Yeah. It's the same with just individual folks, right? Like there's a bunch of people who um, are really good at creating content, generating followers, cannot figure out how to monetize. Just can't figure it out. I like 50,000 followers, no money. I see that on Twitter. And I see that on LinkedIn, like talking to people about that. And so like the other thing you do is you do that on a solo basis, right? You say like, listen, listen, man, I'll invest $20,000 into your creator business as a one person show, I will teach you how to monetize and I'll take 30% in perpetuity. And like, now you've got skin in the game, you've invested money, you've helped them get all the tools and technology, the right websites and landing pages, but you're also spending time. And then you're, you're being paid, you know, downstream in, in perpetuity for a long time based on your impact. And like, there's so many different ways. I think what, what we're getting at is like, once you figure out sort of the monetization game, you start to see it in almost every place that like you turn over a rock and you're like, I can monetize there. I can monetize there. I think that's where it gets really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I had this thought last night and it's pretty in line with what you said around like none of the folks like myself or yourself that are growing social profiles organically and quickly are offering social growth services, right? It's kind of interesting that like the people doing it from themselves aren't offering it to others. But I think to your point, like if you find the right creators that have the right audience, whether the demo has money They've just built a lot of trust. Um, I think that could be a really lucrative thing, right? It's kind of almost, not that it's like talent management, but like almost like here, like we're going to work together to develop this product. So almost the inverse of what I was saying before of like, I want to find folks that have no following that have huge skill sets and work with them because my value add is distribution. But if you go to someone that has maybe a similar size following with complementary audiences, but no ability to monetize, then, you know, instead of one plus one equals two, it's like one plus one equals three, right? In the other case, it's like, you know, my one plus whatever they bring is whatever it adds up, you know, to directly. That's cool. And this is, this is sick. I'm really curious to kind of get feedback from people that are listening and and watching this. Like, what do you guys think of this episode? I think Justin, this is the reason why I started this podcast. And this really isn't what I've done a great job at doing. I, I really want to have like these types of conversations and brainstorms that are recorded but they don't feel like scripted. And I think this is really like that first episode for me that actually hit that. And that's why I haven't put out a couple episodes for the past few weeks. So if you're listening to this and you're watching this, please give us some feedback if you like this format. And Justin, you were you were fantastic. This was incredible. Where can people find you on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on the web? Oh, yeah. My, my website's Justin Welsh, W-E-L-S-H. So justinwelsh.me. And they can find me at Twitter at Justin Sass. That's Justin S-A-A-S. And they can find my flagship course, which is for LinkedIn. I know a lot of your users may not be using that, but it's it's wide open for making making money, building followings. You can go to the operating system.co. That's the operating system.co. 
you can learn about how I grew from zero to 150,000 followers in two and a half years. Sweet, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for having me on. Of course.